Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. All right, welcome to another edition of Two Guys in a Mic after another disgusting loss. I'm one of your hosts, Big Sean. And I'm your other host, RP. How y'all doing? <laughs> I hope everyone is doing wonderful because we ain't right now. Um, once again, I don't want to do this podcast, but I did miss last week to have family in town and other obligations and wasn't able to, you know, join my partner in crime. So definitely got to, you know, get one in today. And before we get started, I just want to say this. Um, Ron has been saying certain things all along, really since last season. And a lot of it I didn't agree with. I kind of saw some of the red flags, some of the writing on the wall. But I kind of wanted to, you know, give us the benefit of the doubt. And all that benefit of the doubt has come to a crashing end right now. It's, it's, it's over. And I'll give props when they're due. RP, my partner, Peanut, you are absolutely right about Kevin Stefanski and some of the red flags that you saw a long time ago. I can admit when I was wrong, I really just didn't want to see it. It's kind of like when your wife cheating on you and you know she out doing the most, but you kind of don't want to see it and you let you stuff go. Um, I know that's a horrible analogy, but that's kind of where I am. That's, that's the space I'm in right now. <laughs> I'm in a dark place, sports-wise. I'm in a very, very dark place. So I just wanted to say that I can I can give him props. He was, I know he don't want props for that because that's the wrong thing to want props about. But he was absolutely right. And we'll get into those red flags later because there's a whole plethora of them. There's a virtual cornucopia it's, it's of red flags that we have to discuss today. I literally, I, it's so funny that you say that the virtual cornucopia <laughs> because I was going to have, I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it for my background. <clears throat> I was looking for a horn of plenty with nothing in it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I mean, that to me, that's like the perfect uh, uh, description of where, where this team is right now. We have so much talent. We have so much that we thought was supposed to be in this thing. I mean, when the hell have you ever seen an empty horn of plenty? That's what I feel like we have right now, an empty uh, horn of plenty. And, and I'm going to tell you something else. I, every week I say, I ain't bringing this up. I ain't going to talk about this. I'm not going to mention this. The truth is, <laughs> the rightest person in that damn building was <laughs> Odell Beckham. He, he was like, I got to get the hell out of here. This ain't, not that he's so stable or whatever, but he's just like, man, I got to go. And it has... And just at least for right now, it's proven to be, um, you know, he was right. And yeah, I think you're correct. I don't, I don't want, or I, I shouldn't say I think you're correct. I know you're correct. I don't want no props for, you know, these dudes not being where I wanted them to be or nothing like that. I just, it's an analogy I made last week when Baker was crying about. Uh, us winning or he's trying to win and he knows that we're not used to winning. The one thing we are used to is losers. So I know what that looks like. Bro. And I know when I see stuff that don't sit, you know, 
correctly. And my thing with, with Stefanski is all the same. We're gonna get into all of that. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna start there because we'll 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 be there for a while. Um it was just a terrible weekend for football. It was a great weekend. It was. It was, awesome. it was a good weekend for food. I had a good I ate well. Um I, <laughs> I didn't do a whole heck of a lot of work. I did do some work, but not a heck of a lot. Um, you know, I saw family. It was good on every other front. And then the sports, you know, came in on Saturday and it was trash on Saturday and it was trash, even trashier on Sunday. And I think it was made worse because I had to wait after the Michigan Ohio State game that ended at like three o'clock on Saturday. Now I got to wait till eight o'clock on Sunday evening to watch the Browns stink up the place. We could have did this at one o'clock. Exactly. We didn't have to wait to the end of the damn day, you know, while everybody's sitting around a TV watching us uh, look like jackasses. Um, so it just it just isn't a good spot for us fans. Um, I can deal with some losing and I can deal with a way to lose. I can't deal with some, some stuff just gets on my nerve and what I saw. In both of these games, I saw some some flags that I don't like. So we'll we'll start with the Browns because I think that's the one that means uh, I I could foresee Ohio State, you know, changing stuff up and and fixing some of the some of the wrongs that happened on Saturday. Browns got it. They go. Here's what I hate and I don't want. Two weeks until their next game, and they come out and look off. That now that. I'm gonna tell you that's a show y'all don't want to tune in. And they are gonna come on and look awful. And because once again, we have a coach that's stubborn, yep. that's stuck in his ways, that doesn't want to adjust even when things aren't working. Yeah. And that's so, a problem. It's, it's like a, it's a huge problem. It's a and I didn't think that he was like that. Um, I'm thinking this guy, especially with the way that they have the front office and the whole system set up where they do like this collaborative type thing. I'm like, okay, if you're willing to come into a situation where it's going to be kind of more like the collaborative effort on a lot of fronts, then you're a guy that should be a little bit more flexible, willing to compromise because that's what you have to do in that type of situation. And this fool just won't be doing it. Like it's, it's, it's so many things yesterday that, that disturbed me. Um, first of all, the Browns lost 16 to 10 to the Ravens. Um, so the that Ravens is, pretty much that, that by itself is disturbing, but go ahead. Yeah, the, the Ravens pretty much handed the game to us on a silver platter. You couldn't ask the defense to play any better than what they did yesterday. Um, in a tough situation, which I did not think the defense was going to show up at all. And, and, and they the defense that hasn't shown up in games where they play lesser talent, right. Exactly. Um, you get four turnovers. I mean, it's the equivalent of, you know, somebody bringing you a, a ribeye steak perfectly cooked with a baked potato with, with onions and mushrooms. And then you just, and you starve. You've been starving all week and you proceeded to slap that shit off the table. <laughs> That's exactly what they did yesterday. The Raven was trying to hand us the game. He was like, well, you don't want it. You know? Um, some other things, man. We're gonna we're gonna get into all of this. Some other things that's 
So kind of go, that kind of went under the radar yesterday. It's a, it's a um, bunch of stuff that also slid very disturbing. Huh? It's a bunch of stuff that just slid through. Yeah. So um, let me ask you your, your opinion on this. Okay. Um, one thing that I think that we kind of overlooked, this is OBJ aside. Forget OBJ. Okay. When I say this, that we don't have really any depth at receiver. Um, so one of the main issues really the past couple of weeks with our receivers being beat up, um, it's no depth there at all. Like no, no speed. Um, the kid we do have that has some speed sports. He didn't know how to run routes yet. He's still raw. Now he has a concussion. People's Jones is a nice receiver, but he's not a speedster. Jarvis is who he is a very good receiver, but not a speedster. Um, so, so we know all of that, right? So we know we're going to the game yesterday, kind of guys kind of beat up. And then one of your most reliable receivers, you decided to make an active yesterday for no rhyme or reason. So basically you, y'all can't work something out. I don't know what Higgins did. Whatever reason, this dude evidently must rub coaches the wrong way. Cause every coach we've had in here, he's pissed off. And he doesn't get playing time until he has to get playing time due to injuries or whatnot. He shows out, and then he, you know, he gets steady in a rotation. He hasn't been in a rotation all season. We that need receivers, and dude, you make dude, you make Johnson a guy in that. Receivers, yeah, he the Duke Johnson of receivers. He the guy who goes in, plays well, and then he got pulling back out, like right. Uh, or or not not Duke Johnson uh, Harrison. Remember a couple years ago we yeah had, yeah 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 Jerome Harrison. Jerome right. Harrison he'd come in yeah he get you two hundred seventy yards <laughs> in a game and then you don't play him no more. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't I said Higgins must have kicked somebody's dog. Uh, I don't I mean I can't think of anything that this dude did so bad that no one he's been here for what two regimes. Or is this his third regime? Three. Three. I think only the first one, only uh Hugh played him. But not towards, at first. But I was gonna say, but not at first. Yeah. I was just getting ready to say, but not early on. And then, you know, when Freddie came, we thought, oh yeah, Higgins had a great season here before. This is gonna work out well. And it just didn't. So he was in a doghouse then and now, and now he's back, you know, in another another uh situation where he's in a doghouse still barely sees the field and he he's a healthy scratch for jojo net for, for uh a, a kick return well we already have Demetri felton who could do that you have a problem at uh wide receiver so you take wait you have a, you have more than just that problem but you have a problem at wide receiver. You have a, a broken down quarterback who needs any kind of help he can get. Exactly. And you don't put that help in front of him. This is what I was saying most of the most of this season uh, about uh, Stefanski, about him not. As a coach, man, you got to get in front of this stuff. You got to save this dude from himself, uh, Baker. You got to put your team. If, you're, if the coach don't do nothing else, the coach's job is to put his team in the best position to win. And he's not doing that. 
week after week after week. He's not doing that. Right. And like I, I was listening to the radio today and people are still, oh, well, you know, mathematically, we're not out of the playoffs. And yes, I, we are. I felt we, like we, we ain't mathematically, but we out the damn playoffs. I, I felt like, uh, what's the coach for the Colts, uh, Jim? Uh, uh, oh, like, Jim Moore. Jim Moore. Yeah. Playoffs. Y'all, why, why is it that you, I understand, everybody wants to go to the playoffs, but what the hell are we going to do in the playoffs? What the hell are we going to do in the playoffs with this team, with this dude coaching? A part of it is, and, and what do I mean when I say that? What I mean when I say that is this guy is, is in about that deep. Yeah, he's, he's, he's overwhelmed right now. He can't, like, uh, they said it today on one of the shows, like, uh, we got the pick. We got one of those picks, and this dude didn't even see the pick. He, he's looking at this placard, hoping that something jumps out at him to tell him what to do next. Like, you can't – he's not even paying attention to the game. So, if if you ain't paying attention to that kind of stuff, that's what I mean when I say he's not good at situational football because he don't know the situations. I've and, heard and, of- and, and, and it's weird because we weren't this disorganized last year, so you would think – Going into year two, you would have a better handle on, on things. But well, here's the problem. He's not in over his head when everything is going good. It's easy to have stuff happen the way you anticipated happening. You know, if you go on the trip, you gas up, you get in your car, you go. But if you halfway or a third of the way to where you're going and you get a blowout, well, that changes everything. Now, but right. did you, you didn't you didn't look for the jack. You didn't check your spare tire before you left. So now right. you gotta hope that you got all of that stuff. And that's where he is. He doesn't know if he has a spare tire. He doesn't know if he has a jack in the damn car. He doesn't know, you know, where the flashlight is because this happened at the middle in the middle of the night on the side of the road. He doesn't know these things, and it's all coming at him. And because he took such a such a strong stance coming in and then he took this strong stance and won awards and got accolades and you remember earlier in the season when I kept saying somehow we're saying this dude is the 12th best quarter uh, coach in the league he's been doing this for 12 weeks how this is what I was talking about I know I always seem like I'm a little bit over the top but I kind of look at things in a macro sense again I'm not saying this to say I know so much but I, this was some of the stuff. I'm like, it's just too soon to say those things. I'm not saying a dude can't coach. I'm not saying a dude needs to get fired either. What I'm saying is somebody needs to take his plate because he's the proverbial five-year-old with a Big Mac on it. It's too much for him. Take right. the plate. And I hope he is the one to do it because if the front office forces him to he's probably gonna give, a, give a play call, he's going to be all, he's going to have animosity. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's going to make things worse. So I hope that he has a moment. He was like, okay, it's too much for me. Like, put your egos aside, man. You know what I'm saying? And we always get these coaches like this, think they're smarter than everybody else. And and they they can't admit when they need some help. Um, so that so the first red flag was, you know, the Richard Higgins thing. That had me concerned. Um, 
the second red flag was the special teams where Baltimore is trying to do a fake punt and they're trying to quick snap to keep us from subbing. And the referees do us a favor. You know, they catch it twice. You call a timeout and you still get caught with 12 men on the field after all is said and done and give them a first down. How? I'm like, what? How do you do that? How? For one who, thing, who I know that, that the coach normally designates the player to count um, the special teams. So the thing is, if that guy's not doing his job, like, what are you doing on the sidelines to tell whoever you designate to do that to get on his job? Like, what are you? What are you doing? Are you are you too caught up in something else that you're not paying attention? Somebody has to. Somebody on the coaching staff has to catch that. But he is, you so know, he's too busy doing, trying to, you know, be an octopus with two arms. Yeah. You know, he, That's he, the, you know, like like the lack of discipline with the pre-snap penalties, the offsides on defense, the the illegal. I don't know how many illegal formations that we've had, um, things that's costing us big plays, um, that hasn't been fixed all season. I can see early on in the season, yeah, you trying to get acclimated, but now in week what twelve. This stuff is inexcusable, man. And it's, you know, I'm dumbfounded because I didn't think we'd be back here. Not this I really soon. didn't. If we were going to be back, really we'd be back here. Not this soon. I, and I only say not this soon because even good teams have laws in between certain years, but it rarely happens the year after you are right. really we're, good. We're back to, it, so we're, we're back to 2004 all over again. We can't score all of a sudden. They don't know how to score. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's not good, man. It's, it's not no, good. Not. I mean, uh, two weeks, uh, last week, rather, I'm sorry. Uh, in, in the, uh, midweek show or after the, the post game show, I kept saying that the offense, uh, just lacked cohesion. I said, uh, that there was no cohesive, uh, idea there was no cohesive movement. There was no cohesive play calling. It was just, it was kind of all over the place. And then I made fun of myself in the, in the midweek show because I, I listened to the show and I said, damn, I said uh, it wasn't a cohesive effort <laughs> like 52 times in the show. Yeah, there guess is what? not a cohesive effort. But guess, but guess what? I'm right back at it again. There was nothing cohesive about yesterday's game. Not to mention, we are not a cohesive offense and we are not a complementary offense. Nothing that we did was complementary to the defense, nor was it complementary to the last successful play that we made. Like, you do one thing and then you say, okay, that worked, so let's see if this will work. Like, he's playing to, I used to say this about Freddie Kitchens too. He's playing to see if this works. This ain't preseason. This ain't. Uh, practice. This is the actual, this is where it actually counts. So we can't be doing this. Let's see if it works stuff. We right. cannot <clears throat> have to be playing. And, and if you can't, listen, and if you can't figure out anything that works, you should already know that there's a few things over here that almost always work. Certain things that you hang your hat on, like running the damn football. I get it. 
they are, they got 30 people in the box. I understand that. But that's still no reason for you to flat out. Um, Marlon Humphrey said, hey, you know, we always play well against, you know, against the run. Yada, yada, yada. But I, he said, I was as shocked as anybody. They just stopped running. That's exactly how the hell does Nick Chubb have eight carries right. in the whole game? But, 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 but you know what? what's even bigger concern to me is that we don't even have a competent passing game to be the eight-man front anymore. No, but that's but, – but you know what? Guess whose fault that is? He's right. And, 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 and the thing is, like, people ask, well, what's so different from last year to this year? And the main thing is that the passing game is broken. That's that's what's the main difference on the offense. Well, that's it's, been health. it's been health. We were a lot healthier yeah. than last year. That's so, right. Health health has had some effects on this year, but then you. Yeah, he's had a weird, like, I, I want to say I don't want to say certain things, but it's it's truthful. You have to simplify. When when this guy this guy ain't capable of this. So you got to simplify some things. Baker in, in his state right now, you already know, I'm I'm not a fan of giving this dude no credit for being hurt. Not at all. You playing, then you must not be that damn hurt. But if from a schematic standpoint, I know they're like he's a little bit injured. So we got to do certain things a certain kind of way. That's another one of the reasons why we, we're going so three tight end because they're doing so much to try to – you know, run block it. I mean, pass block and do as much as they can to protect to protect Baker. But there's other stuff. Like this dude is the offensive guy, not me. But I know that there's other things that you can do. There's other stuff that you can do that will help a your quarterback and help be your offense. I said it in the post. I mean, in the in the midweek show. No, no, one thing. We need to go. Well, one thing would help if they just, they just catch the damn ball. That's something that would help. You know, the drop. I mean, it's just it's that just would help too. No, that would help too because in some of those uh, drops, in a lot of those drops, that eases some of the pressure off of uh, Stefanski. It eases some of the pressure off of Baker. It eases some of the pressure on the on the offensive line. Sometimes you have to just get a few things going. Yeah, so basically what so this like, speaks to is that the concentration level is just not there. The focus is just not there. And that's what I, I, I was well, going to well, well, put it this way. I would say, I would say that it, it's uh, inconsistent on, on both sides of the ball. Like It's been like that for, for most of the season. Um, Baker's at this point now where he's not playing hurt. He's just flat out injured. And when you're just flat out injured, um. You got to get him out of there. Um, I don't understand why he's so stubborn about that. And he got mad in his press conference yesterday where he, you know, for the first time he got snippy with the report. He never gets snippy and upset. I mean, he got, I think he went at Tony Grossi pretty hard about um, asking him if he thought about making a And it wasn't even that, that motive of the question. All we asked him about at any point in time during the game, did you think about changing quarterbacks? And he got upset about the question. We all know that Tony Grossi can be an ass, but I don't think that was an asshole of a question. I think it, it was, was a question. I think it was 
And it was a it was a question that needed to be asked because we all see it, and we're all at a point where we're, we're like, okay, at what uh, at what point does this dude see it? I think one of his responses was, he's gonna uh, wait and talk to the medical staff and allow them to assess how healthy or unhealthy Baker is. Uh, on the radio, they were they were talking about this, and <laughs> the commentator said, "Well, I think the doctor that we need to." We need to question is uh, the team opt optometrist because apparently <laughs> so I mean it's 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 beyond borderline comical at this point. It's funny and it's only kind of funny to me because I've at least slightly removed a lot of my emotions because I was like, you know what? These cats ain't finna catch me in this. I'm I'm lowering my expectations. And, um, and, and they and you know you got players questioning coaches, you know more so on the defensive side from last week. Um, but when that starts happening, you're doing that in public. It's, like it's it's, it's, it's not a healthy room right now. It's I don't think it's, I don't think it's like total and complete dysfunction in the locker room, but it's too much. Stuff now. Now you got Kareem Hunt's father um, blasting Baker in public. Um, that's going. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's way too much little stuff that is going to cause tension in the locker. You know what I'm saying? Like I wish that these these parents and these family members or whatever would just shut. Please, they not. You don't have to. You don't. Everything doesn't have to be said. They, they're not going. You be. you don't realize what 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 you're causing. In that locker room, whether whether you like Baker or not, as a um, as a, a a player's family member, that's still the quarterback. That's still somebody they have to go into battle with every Sunday, and you're putting your family member, that's his teammate, in a precarious position because now he got to answer for you every time. You know? Every time. Every time. I mean, and that's basically what I said last week. I mean, there's too much going on. Like I'm sick of I'm sick of Emily. And you yep. know, generally I don't speak on too many people's wives and all that kind of stuff. That's a little bit, you know, kind of over the line. But bro, you gotta you gotta tell your girl to you know, uh, Twitter, she, Twitter, she's putting herself out there. So. Uh, Twitter finger Mayfield, put put your put your phone down, please. And now we gotta have the same discussion uh, with uh, with Big Kareem. We gotta we gotta ask Big Kareem to, to stand down a little bit and, and chill out. Right. But and, and then he was he was probably frustrated because they weren't playing him. Yes, that's another red I, flag. Is that I'm okay? You bring the kid off off the IR and then you proceed to to, to not, not use them at all. Like we ain't got time for no pitch counts and stuff like that with these guys. If you gonna put them in we there, we don't have time for a bunch. Put of them stuff. in there. Well, you got to think, no. too. Uh, we don't have time for pitch counts. We don't have time for guys being healthy enough to play. But now we're going to try to – because that was something else I had a problem with it was uh, Stefanski's substitutions, not just the 12-man-on-the-field type substitute uh, substitutions, but, like, end of the game, game on the line. Kareem Hunt on the bench, Nick Chubbs on the bench. You got the in the game. Yeah, like, like what? Like what? What is, what is that about? Like what the hell is that? 
Who you fooling with that? Everybody in the world knows you got a pass. You trying to throw them off a little bit. Like that's and, like and Nick Chubb is not a bad receiver and running back. We can just not. don't use him in that capacity. He's not. Matter of fact, if you're gonna do that, you can put him and Kareem out there at the same time. I don't understand point. why they don't do that. I've said that before. Somebody, I, it may have been you. Somebody gave me a, a pretty solid uh, thought process on it. I mean, it made it made sense in that moment. Like, do you want? If they're both out there, one of them probably is gonna stand and block, or one of them might. Yeah, have to yeah, block. yeah. I made I made that argument for them, like in the in a regular formation. Like you said, you regular pro set formation. One of them gonna have to be like a lead blocker or something like that. But in a situation when you're doing a two minute drill at the end of the game, you're not really leaving a protector back there in the backfield necessarily. Sometimes you do, but at Sometimes. that point, at that point, but if that's you're short. If you're short on weapons, that's you know, at that time, that's when you would want to use them at the same time. That's just another, you know, I mean, matchup problem for the defense. That, that's something else that I'm I'm wondering when he always talks about uh, what he did with Bill Callahan and what he did with Alex Van Pelt, you know, during the week. I'm like, I don't know that he did any of that or if he listened at all. Like, he needs to... Again, I'm not requiring this dude give up his job. I am requiring that he gives up the play call. He's trash. He is absolute trash at it, especially in this particular moment. Everything ain't working good. You know, he's not giving his team the ability to uh, gather any any momentum. He's not giving them uh, opportunities to, to execute properly. Sometimes it's because of the damn substitutions. So of course, sometimes it's the injuries or whatever, but if you're not deep enough, and I said this too, when they let go, who did they let go of? One of the one of the one of the uh, utility linemen they got rid of. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Oh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you never, you're gonna need that depth. Yeah, you can never have too much offensive line depth. And now look at us. We're in a spot where I said this on one of the sports groups today, and guys was like, "What are you talking about?" I had the I had the exact same injury that Jake Con, uh, Jack Conklin has right now, the exact same injury. Now I understand he's a professional athlete; he's gonna get whatever care I got. He's gonna get that times ten because they're gonna try to get him back going as quickly as possible. He's he's worth uh, millions of dollars. So they're going to try to get him back. But what I'm saying is just based on what I know from my own personal, and I had pretty good care, even once he comes back and he's close to 100%, he ain't going to be 100%. So I said, we're going to have to look for another right tackle in the draft or in free agency. No, he won't. He'll be back next year. You don't understand the, the severity of that injury. And I'm telling you, we're going to need to get another right tackle. Somebody who can play right tackle. Uh, what's his name? Hans is is decent, but he ain't no right tackle. No, he's not. He, he didn't play terrible yesterday, but he ain't no right tackle. But saying all that to say, Kevin Stefanski does not, is not putting his team in the best uh, football playing uh situations he's just not the play calling is 
terrible. You threw a pass to Jarvis Landry for 30 something yards. You finally got something to work offensively from your quarterback to a receiver, something that hasn't really worked or happened much this season. You move the ball. You got down the field. What's your next play? I know. Let's put Baker Mayfield at wide receiver and do a direct damn snap right. to the wide receiver. So you're going to put your quarterback who's hurt in a position where he might have to block or catch a ball. So either as a defender, I know, the ball ain't coming over here, he hurt. Or here's my chance to at least knock this dude down for no damn reason because I already know he's injured. That's the dumbest freaking thought process on the planet. It's stupid. And if I'm not saying it, Kevin Stefanski's stupid. This is why this is why I know he's in over his head. He's not thinking. He he can't see the forest for the trees, man. He can't see the forest for the that trees. That was a game yesterday where you just had to put your bring your lunch pail, strap it up, and do nothing fancy yesterday. Period. It was one of those games. And it was Baltimore do that. Do that. The, the Ravens do that because they ain't really do nothing fancy yesterday. They did and, all. No, they got lucky. They got lucky as hell on, on a few plays, but they didn't try to do anything fancy at they all. Here's another, another thing too. Here's another thing, another problem that I have. And this goes Joe Woods. You know, we had a good performance um, the past two weeks. Where's this aggress aggressiveness on a weekly basis? This is a team that defensively, we have players that are set up to be aggressive. You can see that. So we pretty much shut, nobody really shuts down Lamar running. And the thing, one thing I said, um, I wasn't able to be on the, you know, on the midweek show or anything like that to talk about it. But one thing I was telling other people, I was like, we cannot let Lamar have 150 on the ground. You keep him under a hundred, you got a shot. Like you ain't gonna completely shut him down. No, you're not. Football. You're not. But if you can somehow contain him and just don't let him go completely nuts, you have a chance, and that's what they did. I mean, they were hitting them. They were laying. They were laying the wood to Lamar. Yeah, they. Listen, they, 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 they were laying the wood. They were being physical. They did uh, what I've been saying for a while, which is, one, right. You got You have to put when you get opportunities to hit him. You got to hit his ass. I don't care if he gets a first down, you get a chance to take a shot. And I don't mean injure the guy. I don't mean do nothing dirty. I'm talking about let him know in the first quarter, bam, I'm going to be here for the rest of the game, homie. And keep that. And I saw some of that yesterday. What did they, they kept him 68 yards, under 70 yards. So we put ourselves in a lot of that was J-O-K. It was. Was a monster. He, was. he had a great game. Uh, Clowney had a good game. Uh, Miles was being disruptive. Yeah, Miles was being disruptive, and then you know Newsom and um, John Johnson. Really, all those guys, man, were were, were bringing the heat. Yesterday. All the guys down the middle, I, and, and that was one of the keys to the game was uh, well, listen, Mark Andrews, but, uh, but Joe Woods. Uh, Mark Andrews was one of my keys to the game. What? His effect on the game. He's their number one receiver, and he's the safety valve whenever uh, dude gets in trouble. Whenever Jackson gets in trouble, especially if he's scrambling or whatever, he, he always seems to find this dude thirty yards downfield for no reason. So I'm like, this is an opportunity for all of those free agents we signed 
John Johnson, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> freaking Anthony Walker. It's an opportunity because all of his routes are generally up the middle, up the scene. This is an opportunity for y'all to show up and show why we got y'all. And I'll be damned if all four of the picks that we got yesterday were on passes to Mark Andrews and these guys were right there with him. So it, at least there was some glimmer of, well, at least they knew what they were doing. Somebody, somebody watches some film in that building somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jeez. I, they do not pay me to do this show or to uh, be this knowledgeable about the damn Browns or the Ravens. That's their job. And I know this stuff. So why don't you guys know this stuff? And again, I agree with you, Sean. The levels of aggression, and it, they weren't overly aggressive. I thought they should have blitzed more because Me Lamar too. doesn't do well against the blitz. Right. However, they were much more aggressive and did some different things on the line that you're not used to seeing. I saw Tack McKinley come out of nowhere to 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 stop a a run that still got about four yards, but it would have been about fifteen yards if he hadn't came out of nowhere to make make like a, a shoestring tackle. Right. Like that level of, I got to get to the ball. I'm getting at the ball. It looked like a team that was, you know, coached during the week on what to do. Right. And so, Joe Woods, we're going to need this performance for the rest of the season because the offense ain't going to do nothing. I, so, man, I said flat out, hey, we're going to have to score on defense. Yeah. Because I got no I got no faith in offense. You know, and, and right now, I don't have any faith or confidence just in, in, in the Browns organization right now. As a whole, I can't like I'm, I'm at the point now where I have to go back to emotionally attaching myself from my football team for a minute because I can't. I, man, it's like what I'm when I'm looking at right now is just complete. It's, it's just it's weird. Really, this football season period has been weird and not not just for the Browns, just for the NFL period. Like nothing really is making sense right now. And what my football team is doing right now doesn't make any sense. I really do not. I'm, I, I feel kind of blindsided right now. I really do. Because I didn't expect this. I was like, now, we did disagree on when they should have pulled Baker before. Um, and I still stand by that. But now when you're, he's dealing with really probably about they say he got three, but it's probably about, about six, seven injuries he's dealing with. No, and I'm not even because this dude, every time he gets hit, he's grimacing, man. He's holding on to his shoulder, his, 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 he's getting treatment on the sideline with his heel messed up, knee, you know, foot, everything. So, and, and that's just probably not even half the aches and pains he's dealing with. Oh, sure, because that's, you know, that's, in, that's the parts of him that's actually injured. Right. You know, when you play football, man, everything. Everything, Everything hurts for no reason. You just got bruises and sprains and and, and pulls and whatnot. So, right. and you're you're paying Case Keenum six million dollars a year. Let him do some spot duty. That's what he's there for. You know, I mean, he can't. He at this point, like, like I said, I have to eat crow. You've been saying this for for weeks. Like he can't do any worse. I mean, Baker. Again, I, I get it from a from an ego standpoint, and from a you know you who the hell wants to get taken out of a game if you, if you feel like you can go play. Yeah, Baker's not gonna pull himself out as long yeah, as his right arm is working. He's he ain't gonna pull himself out. 
listen, that dude is going to show up like uh, the Knights of the Templar on, on uh, Monty Python, dog. It, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll be hopping with one leg cut off, his other arm cut off, talking about it's just a flesh wound. You yeah. know, but you don't you don't get points for being tough. Tough don't get you nothing, especially when being tough doesn't translate to us winning too. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one thing to be tough and you gritted out this tough win. It's something else when you are hurt and you trying to be tough and you look basic and you look like you should be sitting down. Yeah. It it, it that's what it, you look it's like. Definitely something, it's, it's definitely something wrong in that. And, uh, oh, I mean, at this at this point, everything is wrong, though, Sean. There's definitely stuff wrong, man. I, I, yesterday, I was to the point, man, in the fourth quarter, I started thinking about the draft. <laughs> I actually started. I started actually well, yeah. I started thinking about like what what do we need to make make the team better? And I'm like, I'll be damned. Apparently, like, I did too. Apparently, I did too. I told you I was thinking about we need a right tackle. <laughs> right, so, and I was thinking, I was like, man, it's like we need a damn receiver. But we, I mean, while we need a receiver. We also, my thing is the type of receiver that we need right away. I don't know if we're gonna get right away because of where we're gonna end up drafting. So you're gonna end up with a decent receiver, but you're probably gonna end up with a guy that you gotta develop some, like Schwartz. You know, so I don't think Schwartz is a bad receiver. He just couldn't run around him. His life depends on that in this moment. Right. You know what I mean? So, but you know, and the stuff that was happening in the game as I'm watching it, as it's unfolding in front of me. It just was leaving me. Like, the defense was on the field, and I was feeling okay. But then as soon as we get, like, a three and out or we, we force a punt or whatever, everything went away. Like, it it, it just it took the steam out of any kind of faith I had in what right. defense had just – that's what I mean by complimentary football. And we didn't even nothing to help as, as aggressive as Baltimore was, we attempted one screen, and on that one screen, he fumbled the ball. So, yes. but you saw how open the play was. So, like, you don't even try to do it again. You saw how open that, that play was. That pass to uh, Bryant uh, down down the, when they was in zero, they was they were in zero defense, and he just he just chipped and went right out into the into the route. He just floated it back there and got him. You know, got him in a, in a good spot. Right. That could work on just about every one. You don't got to go 30 yards downfield. But all of these are plays that has proven that they work. Why are you looking for something else to see if it works? When exactly. we've already proven in this game, these are things that work. But, you know. Right. Uh, and I guess and, and I guess it's okay for Marlon Humphreys to, like, hug a receiver all the way down the field. I guess that's legal for him. I mean, apparently it is. Because he, he definitely did it on, on more than one play, by the way. Uh he he mugged uh and <laughs> he was <laughs> I mean he mugged that dude, man. It was ugly. That dude was just was, was super handsy. But, I don't think um, he had, I don't think he turned his head around on that play either. No. And now Chris Collinsworth did kind of coastline what I was saying to you earlier. Um now Nick Chubb should have definitely got more than eight attempts and you know should have had more attempts total between him and hunt but he was showing like he was like man he was like it's eight nine in the box but he was like the browns just can't make enough pass plays intermediate pass plays to make them back off of it you know he was kind of 
I don't want to say he was dogging us, but he was just like, man, what's like, how can you not hit on some plays when they, they pretty much giving it to you? Well, you know, in, in the, in the, in the passing game. And that's a problem. So here's, yeah. here's where, where I was at with the running. Yeah, you know me. I'm always about running. Run the damn ball. The damn um, Ravens have, since they their inception, they've blitzed. That's what they do. They load the box up, and they're just going to send uh, exotic-looking blitzes. They'll have it looking zero and actually only blitz four. You know, mm-hmm. so it it throws you off. It messes you up um, on, on, on your audibles or whatever like that. But what I was saying is I understand that these cats have done X, Y, and Z, but I've seen lesser running backs and teams with uh, who are, are not the number one running team in the NFL run the ball more. Maybe they didn't get two, 300 yards like we are used to getting 150, 160 yards a game. I'm not even looking for them to get 150, 160 yards. But you got to run the dog on ball. You yeah. still, because I'll tell you what, even in zero plays, if you get one good block on a guy and Nick Chubb finds a seam and breaks a tackle, he's back behind these guys. If you recall, right. we were in Baltimore when he ran one of his longest runs of his career on the same type of defense. Yeah. It's well, just about taking the bodies out there. Well, one of the problems we're going to have going forward is that, especially with the teams that we're going up against coming up, they're all going to do the same, the same recipe. Oh, yeah. Thing. So that's what I'm saying. They're going to have to figure out some way to somewhat at least put a Band-Aid on this passing game and get it respectable. Because if you it's don't get it respectable – they're gonna. They, that's all they're gonna do is load that box, and and kind of but force you to throw. They're gonna take away the run game, so they they have to. If you if they don't figure that out at all, then it's a wrap. Like in the NFL, today's NFL, you could not be a, a playoff caliber team if you can't throw the ball. And the only way you can do that if you got a Hall of Fame type defense, like the Ravens did in two thousand when they had. Trent, do that's the only way you can get away with that. Yeah. If not, no team is going to be able to win unless you got some and and vice versa. You got to have some type of running game too. Like you can't win a championship just throwing. I don't think what Kansas City may have been the closest thing to a team that throws all the time to win a. But a they championship. Have, their running game, part of their running game, is the passes. Right. A lot of them, them wide receiver screens. Uh, running back screens, jet sweeps, and stuff like that. And they had a competent running game. You know what I'm saying? They did have guys that could uh, run. They had, it it wasn't like, like the the 84 Dolphins who couldn't run at all. You know, I want nothing, nothing of, of that ilk. But you've got to have, you know, some type of balance. You don't have any you balance. Somebody look, at, look, at, uh, look at uh, Tennessee now. You know, you lose Derrick Henry. Now they're being exposed that they don't have nothing else. We look, you know, and now they being a, anybody who knows football knew what to do to that team. Take do as much as you could to take away Derrick Henry and put that game on Taddy. And that's that's what teams are gonna do to us. Nobody wants to contend with Nick Chubb running down their throat all game or Kareem Hunt 
or hell, Dearness Johnson either, for that matter. But this dude behind me has to do a better job of making it simpler for his his offensive line and for his quarterback and for his running backs, for that matter. Because you'll get some of those lanes, uh, like Collinsworth was saying, like you were saying, shit, I was saying the same thing, but it wasn't happening. You still got to run the ball. You can't run the ball 17 times and throw the ball 37 times in a game that you lost by six damn points. Like you, the way we was throwing the ball, it was like we was down 40 or something. We're not. And if you're going to throw that many times, it should have been more than one damn screen involved in it. You know, everything, man, everything in this falling apart. Not not a kicker who's been lights out. Oh, you know, all of a sudden now he can't kick anymore. He can't. Man, as soon as he kicked it, I said, it looked like it might squeeze in, it might squeeze in. And then it was like this wind, this wind was just like, and that mother was like, like right at the end, dog. I was like, oh my gosh. And hell, one of the ones he made hit the damn upright, hit the same upright. And just it just happened to ricochet here. So I mean, it's it's like a lot of stuff. Uh also, I'm not calling this dude the Scottish hammer ever again in life. Nope. Uh all his punts. I don't think this dude has kicked a punt beyond 40 yards this year. Exactly. He's terrible. You know, he's terrible. The the whole uh special team the whole special teams are terrible. Is all horrible, they're bad on coverage. The returners we have like to run sideways, like Felton. Like next time you catch a punt, just turn it, turn it up the field, man. Ain't nothing wrong with trying to get yards. You know, nothing wrong with trying to get, get a few yards. You just run, you run horizontal, trying to break it all the time, man. Just, just get, just get nine, nine, ten, twelve yards. Get some. Call it a day. If you get, if you get eight yards, most guys on a punt return don't average much more than eight, nine yards. Uh, per exactly. Punt return. So you ain't going to run into the side. It's just like in uh, being a running back. Running to the side. Don't nobody like lateral running running backs. <laughs> you know, when, when have you heard east-west running backs that you was impressed by? They only impressed by the north-south guys. Right. So run the ball up the field. Get what you can get. And let that be that. But when every aspect, every facet of the game is breaking down, it's hard to watch. It's hard to, even as a fan that's kind of detached himself, it gets, it's, it's, it's just too much. You know, it's too much. Yeah. Don't nobody and, want I, and, and I would ask you, you know, what, where do we go from here for the rest of the season and try to fix it? We ain't no use of doing that. We'll just sit here and be talking for our help because then he ain't going to change. Right now, that dude, he, he showed us who he is. And that is a stubborn, grouchy coach right now. That's like, I'm going to do this my way and I'm going to force it to work whether y'all like it or not. Because if I know my way is better and it's going to work. And I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I want I want to be so wrong that our listeners and our comments dog us for being negative. I told you so. Blah, blah, blah. I, I want that. I, I, I want to so. be wrong. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I, I got the ground. Well, we got what? We got uh, six games? No. Five, uh, five. five. Five games left? Yeah. We're going to go seven and uh, 
seven and 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 ten. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna win. We'll we'll probably beat the Raiders. So the Raiders stink. Um, we might, I, I don't think we're gonna beat the Raiders. Raiders ain't that. Raiders ain't ain't that good. We don't we, don't, bro, we ain't that good to, either. We don't have to be that good. We're not that good right now. I know but the Raiders are the Raiders are just as dysfunctional as we are. Man, so I think if we if we're gonna get a game, that'll be the game we'll get. Because we ain't beating Baltimore at home after the bye. We're not gonna beat Green Bay on Christmas. Nope. Um, we might we're be not gonna beat Pittsburgh on the road, and we not gonna beat Cincinnati that last game of the season. We might they gonna have by that time they gonna have something to play for, and we ain't. So, I don't think we're gonna beat the Raiders, and we might beat Pittsburgh. That's about the only. But again, we're still talking the same thing. We both talk about one potential, win. <laughs> one more potential win. <laughs> we still both talking about one potential win. I actually was uh, was trying to figure out a way that we could get three wins to go nine and eight, but I don't think that that ain't happening. Now again, like you say, now with, now not, not unless I mean he's going to have to show me some flex, some flexibility, and some. Uh, and some changes in how he's coaching his team right now. Well, we already know that he ain't gonna stop So, you know, he's he's refused to to drop that. Um, we already know that Baker is gonna be the quarterback, you know, which isn't terrible because maybe 14 days off will do him some good. Maybe I've been calling for him to get 14 days off for, yeah, for what I know. <laughs> yeah, you have. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But now, now we've put ourselves in a position where, um, whenever you know how everybody was saying, "Oh, you got to, you got to put your best players out there to get your guys to get you the best chance to win," um, and that was earlier in the season where we had opportunities to lose a game here, lose a game there. Now we're at a spot where you can't lose because even if we were to to win out. Uh, some miraculous uh, situation occurred, and we won five, and, and we're like eleven and what is it, eleven and six, or or ten and seven, something like that. There's going to be other ten and seven teams in the in the in the playoffs, so we better hope that they ain't a team that we play, right? Because they'll have uh, they'll have the tie break over us. So I mean, like right now, we almost only I think we have like a twenty something percent. I saw this. Nice yeah. So the real only shot we have is through the division. And that's done. And we've already lost two games in the division. If we lose well, one, I won't say it's done, but are we are we gonna go are we gonna win three more games? Three, bro, we got three division games left. We got three division games left. The Ravens, of course, the Steelers and, and the Bengals. We got three left. We wanted two. Do you see us winning all three of those games? Because that's the only oh, way. I'm not seeing us winning too many games at all. That's that's what I'm saying. So you only got us winning one game, and the one game you mentioned was not an AFC North game. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> right. so that's it. Like, if, if we lose a, one more game in the division, we're not winning the division. We're not. Because I don't see us beating Cincinnati, and I don't see us beating. Uh, I do see us beating uh, uh, the Steelers, but I just don't see us beating the Ravens. Where you know the Ravens are going to be ready to 
they're gonna come out. They're gonna be a little more relaxed. They're gonna. They're not throwing four interceptions again. No, you know. So not at all. That that'll never happen. And, and, and speaking of that, the Browns broke a streak yesterday. The streak that they broke was, um, in the last what, fifty-two games, where a team has thrown four interceptions. That team has went 0-52. Last win was by Cincinnati when Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. They still won again. The Browns conveniently snapped that streak um, yesterday. We are Make us look more foolish. Then, then, then NBC clowned us when they were showing, uh, talking about how many division, how many divisional games we everybody won. Everybody like one team was the king, the other one was the king, the queen, or whatever. And we were the court justice. I was like, see. And I was like, man, I was like this, this, this is where we at again, man. So even Chris Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth was like, "What?" It's right. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, unfortunately, bro, we we right back, and, and we deserve it. Like, where all the all the all the the grief we're catching nationally and locally. I used to hate it. I used to feel some type of way about it, but we actually deserve it. Bring it all on, because we deserve it. Maybe, maybe that, 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 that'll wake these fools up or something, man. But well, they deserve all the, all the grief. Who you, who you want to wake up? Because the huh? dude I want to wake up is this guy right here. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's that's I, 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 I want him, and I want the team to wake up too. I don't think it is. I don't think it's this is good. This ain't gonna wake him up. I don't think it's gonna wake him up. And only reason I don't think it's going to wake him up. Not, this not this year. All right. So soon as all these idiots running around in Halloween costumes before the game, I knew that they that that this is not the um, whale oil run machine right now because they focus is everywhere, but on winning football games. But anyway, man, um, this is where we're at. We uh, got a bye week, much needed bye week. Now I can actually relax. Well, I can't relax. Um, next Sunday, we actually give my mom a retirement party. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, that's been stressful. I never organized anything like this in my life, and has it been incredibly hard? No, but it's like a lot of irritating stuff. Trying to people trying to RSVP and not RSVP and somebody they still want to go at the last minute and all that type of stuff. That's really here, no. But at least next Sunday, I don't have to worry about the Browns now. Do you you have anything else to say about the game, you know, before we move on to Ohio State? Because I'm pretty much sick of talking about these bombs right now. I don't want to talk about the Browns no more. I really don't want to talk about Ohio State either. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't want to talk about that game, but let's let's talk about it because it is it's necessary. It's necessary. Um, so as we know, as most of us know. Ohio State, Michigan, Saturday at noon, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, every year for the last hundred or so years. And uh, what has seemed like every Saturday after Thanksgiving for the last hundred years, Ohio State has won. <laughs> this year was at least slightly different because we not, it was actually way different because we didn't just lose. We kind of got it handed to us. They they kind of beat us up. Um, 
it was a sloppy uh, environment in the game. You know, the elements were 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 there, but that's the type of game you want to me. And, and you know, that that game should be that way. It's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be wet. It's supposed to be a little sloppy. Um, I expected to see a little bit more out of Ohio State from an offensive standpoint. I think, uh, to be honest, I don't think Ohio State took Michigan that serious. I don't think they did either. Uh, I think Ryan Day got uh, a little cocky. And and then after he got a little cocky and saw what was happening, he uh, then began to panic uh, a lot like this gentleman right here. He got to a point. I think the worst thing that happened is that we scored a touchdown. We actually looked pretty good. So he kind of felt like, oh, okay, we're, we're where we need to be. And then they stopped doing some of the things that were working. Um, I thought CJ looked good, though. Uh, I know we lost, but he showed me something. I know during the Oregon game, he looked he was he was lost when things were going yeah, back. CJ has grown up this season, man. He didn't he didn't play a bad game at all, man. That game yeah. pretty much fell on the uh, on the defense for the most part. And I think I agree with you that um, I think Ohio State took Michigan lightly, got cocky, and Michigan came out with the mentality like they refused to lose that game. Like they had enough. They were, they were like enough is enough. Um, and really, to be honest with you, um, us Ohio State fans, I think more so than any other year, you know, even nationally, the national media, we were kind of being mad disrespectful, uh, you know, to Michigan and to Harbaugh. And I think that they were just like, we sick of this shit. We're not going to lose this game. And I could tell like on the first two drives, how physical they were. Like anytime you start seeing the opposing teams, running backs um, and receivers, like after they get contact and they refuse to go down and they, they consistently getting three, four five yards after contact, that's when you know that that team is being more physical than yours and the mentality is, too, is different on both sides of the ball. They came to win that game. They came to embarrass Ohio State. I won't say embarrassing. It, it wasn't. It wasn't an embarrassing loss, you know. But they just out physical us. They pretty much just beat us up and kicked our ass. And I took my medicine like a man. Like all my Michigan fans, I went ahead and called them. You know, like hey, I ain't necessarily give them like a congratulations. I was just like, look, y'all got us. I can take my medicine like a man. You know, enjoy the win because I knew what's gonna happen sooner or later. I didn't think it was going to happen this year. It had to happen. But it had to happen at some point. I didn't expect for it to happen this year. I think offensively, this team is so good. I just felt like we present something to them that they haven't seen all season. And we could exploit that with uh, with the uh, our trio of, of wide receivers. Our offensive line isn't like great, great, but we have been playing better. Travion have been running, you know, doing doing well. So my thoughts were offensively, that ain't our issue. My issue was with the defense. And I felt like because our offense was so good, almost the opposite of what I would have said for the Browns. Our offense is really good. Our defense stinks. What we need to do is what we did against Michigan, uh, Michigan State, rather, which is get up early and make 
uh, Michigan a one-dimensional team because they like to run. We don't play well against the run. Nope. But we can get up two or three touchdowns or, you know, maybe not two or three touchdowns, but if we can get up and show that we can move the ball on this offense, on their defense, it puts pressure on them to make uh, McNamara throw the ball, which is what I would rather have. Because they run – they don't run nothing great on offense. They run a ball control offense. All it, you know, they just short, smart passes, whatever the defense gives to them, you know, get themselves in short yardage situations and then hand it off to, uh, to uh, Haskins. And he gets, he averages about four and a half, five yards of carry. So I'm like, you got to put them in third and longs, force the quarterback to beat you. Don't let Haskins beat you because you know we're bad at, at stopping the run, the problem was we got a defensive coordinator on uh, Ohio State that's a lot like um, this goofball behind me where he just refuses to come out of what he feels works. So they stayed in base right. defense all day, and it just it, they tore their asses up with all those runs. And one thing that Michigan did defensively that was smart was they took away the big play. Yep. I don't know what, what kind of defense they were playing, but they took away us from taking really too many deep shots down the field. Well, and on top of that, they were able to get good pressure. This was they with their front get, four. Like yeah, they, they were going to get pressure. You got two dudes on on their defense with over 10 uh, sacks. So you, that's Ojabo had uh, 11 sacks, and Hutchinson had 10 coming into the game. Right. So these guys can get Sacks and I again I called this the reason that we couldn't get no big plays is because they put all of their efforts in stopping uh, our pass game. So once you do that, once you slow down the pass, keep us from going over the top. All we have now is the run game. I kept saying all day uh, before the game uh, during the midweek, so we need to go short passes, short quick passes to nullify that front four because that front four is good and they showed that all day they showed it all day they were all over the place all day long Hutchinson every time I looked up I either saw Hutchinson or heard his damn name being called same thing with Ojabo Ojabo was all over the damn place the best thing they did was they ran they ran uh Garrett up a scene against Ojabo I'm like every time he come in the game they need to run that play you know, because it made him have to cover him, and he can't cover that dude up the scene. So, but they didn't. They didn't go to that. But I think they went to it like one or two more times, but not right. enough to make it. You remember when we played Miami in the in the national championship game, and uh, them cats remembered that they had K two, like it went all game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then all of a sudden, like seven or eight plays straight, they just yeah. was killing us with Kellen. That's what I feel like. Once you see something that works, that you know can work, go to it until they stop it, especially in those types of games, because ain't no tomorrow. And I know as an Ohio State fan, I don't ever want to lose to Michigan. I ain't going to lie. I'd be lying to everybody on the planet if I said, I'm okay with Michigan winning a game or so. No, the hell I'm not. I hate it. I wish we had one to three games in the last 20 years that we actually lost. Oh, <laughs> that's just me. Right. But I do know that there's two teams on either side of that ball. 
So if this team is going to play well, and they did, we need to match how well they play. Even if you can't always match the physical, you can take some of that start. So you already know the beginning of that game is going to be adrenaline field. They had 105,000 people in there going berserk. They are sick of losing to us. They're pumped up. They're ready to go. Had we came out and been able to, you know, capture some of what we normally would do, one or two plays here and there, I think we would have taken the crowd out of the game. But I knew, look, but I knew it was over with. On the first snap, we had the two damn yard line, and this man just gonna hike the ball. I got. Did he say hike? Yeah, yeah they hike. they did start off that game playing nervous, and that was it. On like, both sides really of the football, they they were nervous. Yeah, they was nervous as hell, and the offensive line got every procedural call that they could think of. They got holes. Oh man, they got false sure starts. They got uh, too many uh, knee braces on. They had anything that they could do wrong up there. They looked confused. They looked like, remember I texted you, I said they looked shook. I was more or less talking about yeah, the, they did. the offensive line. They looked shook. And then defensively, we just, the defense isn't that good. So going forward, they need a new defensive coordinator. Uh, but they also need to get as many four and five star defensive ends and as possible, because that's something that we we missed. Think about this, man. I, <laughs> for I don't know how many years in a row in this in this series, we had <laughs> Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, and and Chase uh, Young. <laughs> how, how the hell can you have? any success when you got animals like that on the other side. Yeah. Remember what I said this year is like the first year where they don't have any professional athletes for the yeah. defense. The only yeah. one like, like Tyreek Smith, um, I think he'll get drafted. He probably won't, he won't be in the first round. Um, but you, you know, some of these guys, they'll get picked yeah. up, but get it's, picked not, up it's not the same. Ohio like it wasn't a typical Ohio State D. But it's not going to be early. You know, we, you get guys like Denzel and, uh, you know, these guys coming out in the first, getting picked in the first, you know, 10 picks, two or three of them in the first 10 picks, that ain't happening. Um, right. I think I think that one big difference maker in this game that we're used to having is was actually on the other side of the field, and that was uh, Hutchinson. That dude, Aiden Hutchinson, is crazy. Like, yeah, he, he is. He's really, really good. Uh, I, I knew he was good, good, but he the way he played the other day, man, that was that was like a special type of man. And just one play where he, I don't I forgot the name of our left tackle, but he pretty much like threw that dude to the ground. Just I mean, I'm literally, I mean, as soon as the ball was snapped, he pushed that dude like five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and it didn't even look hard. No, it didn't even look like he was struggling to do it. Like it was, it was, it was not a good game, but I expected them to. That's their strength. That's right. their strength. They play ball control on offense so the quarterback doesn't do a whole lot of stuff to put them in bad situations. They have a really good defense. So the defense goes out there, stops the team, and then eventually they're in this uh, field position type of battle and they end up scoring. Now we're up and now we can unleash our defense. And right. we, you know what I mean? It's It works very well for what they do. 
it really wasn't a situation that we couldn't overcome. We could have beat this team. We just went about it the wrong way. We didn't game. Yeah, exactly. And we yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a mismatch by any means. They just played hard. Yeah, yeah. executed better. Coach, coach. That was an effort win. That was yeah. an effort win, and it was it was a well coached uh, game. And Harbaugh said something. I you know I hate front runs. It's one thing to I understand y'all. Uh, it's been a while, so I'm like you. I got a lot of Michigan friends that felt like uh, they had to let everybody in the world know that we lost, and that's fine. I get it. Harbaugh, I've never liked Harbaugh. No matter where he was been, I've never liked him. Didn't like him when he was a quarterback. Didn't like him when he was in the league. Didn't like him when he was at Stanford. Not a big fan of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, and he kind of proved why I'm not a fan of his front runner. However, this was hilarious. He said that uh, he was talking about Ryan Day. He didn't say this directly, but I I knew exactly what he was talking about. It was after the game. They said he said, well, sometimes you wake up on third base and think you hit a triple. Right. <laughs> I, I, I was like, so we ain't heard from you in five years, and this is how you talking, bro? He's talking right. Fox and Tell, but that shit was funny because Ryan Day inherited you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes. And he didn't have to transform them into anything. To be honest, I think he did a really good job making them more of an offensive powerhouse. Problem now is what we're seeing. We're offensively inclined, but the defense, you better go get somebody who uh, defensively. Yeah, we got to I get some dogs on defense, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, you know, shout out to Michigan enjoyed it win while it lasts. Now, like I told my, my homeboys, like, y'all better not lose to Iowa. Because if y'all did all this, did just lose to Iowa, I'm giving y'all so much grief. I told them, I'm going to be relentless. I told them, stay focused. Uh, don't use up all those memes y'all been saving for 10 years to use. Um, save some. Maybe y'all win again next year. We don't know. Save some. Act like you've been there. Wait, you haven't. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Exactly. Somebody, somebody told me, oh, oh, well, just don't worry about our team. Just tell me where you're going to watch the Big Ten Championship next year. I said, I don't know. You tell me. Y'all have been the ones sitting on the sidelines all this time. Right. Where's the best place one. to watch the game? Right. So, listen, I'm always going to uh, defend my spot, even though I can concede a good one. A good win. I ain't gonna let y'all know that. <laughs> exactly. But it's all good. It's all good, man. So, any, any got any other comments, concerns? Man, only concern I got is taking that damn headset off that dude's head that says offensive coordinator. He can be the coach. He needs to focus on the game. Kevin, take this week. Uh, hopefully you go on a sabbatical. Hopefully your wife and your kids leave you alone and just let you sit in a hot tub of Epsom salt and, and, and a bottle of wine. It's a deep thought, man. I need you to come back in two weeks ready to ready to just be a head coach and let your guys that you hire and brought with you do their thing, man. Stop handcuffing. 
stop micromanaging and let these guys win and you're going to get all the credit for it anyway. So <laughs> Right. Let, and, let and real quick, Just let real that quick. happen, bro. It's all good. Man, I'm looking at this uh, Redskins-Seattle game. Yeah, me too. I think Seattle has the worst offensive line that I've ever seen in my life. They Russell Wilson. To. Russell Wilson around here running like Kuta Kente the whole game. <laughs> like, like he'd he be getting chased with a dude with an axe. I mean, the whole freaking game. Like, this is awful. I mean, these dudes don't block nobody. It's but like, anyway, I know. As soon as he snapped the ball, he's already running. Right. I know about going on the tangents. That's neither here nor there. So, anyway, check us out on uh, Facebook at Two Guys on the Mic 216, on YouTube at Two Guys on the Mic 216. On Spotify, two guys and a mic, or any other streaming platforms, you know, Apple um, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, um, and whatnot. So we're going to go ahead and call it an evening. And we will see you guys as this is the bye week. Um, not sure when the next time we'll be on. So we might have a little bit of a hiatus, but that's something that we'll talk about and decide how you want to move during this bye week. And maybe we maybe we need a hiatus right now because I really kind of just sick of talking about these people <laughs> right now. Man, ain't, ain't too much more. I don't have anything positive to say at all. So I gotta get ready to go to work in the morning. Um, so RP, I'm gonna say good night to you. Have a good rest of your week. All right, my brother. You have a good night too, man. Take it easy, man. Be careful, bro. Peace. We'll do. Peace out. You've just listened to Two Guys and a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Please tune in for our midweek edition of our podcast. Until then, peace.